If you're not holding yourself to a standard of the things that you say you're going to do, it's going to cause anxiety. So if you are saying that you're going to wake up or, you know, go to the gym today and then you don't go to the gym today, you know, you're going to feel anxiety about not doing what you said you were going to do. You're also going to feel uh, self-doubt and, you know, a little bit of (laughs) self-loathing. I mean, there's a lot of other things that come in with that, but that's going to be another thing that happens. Welcome to our journey of the Fit Couple Show, where we give you the guidance to be fit in all aspects of your life. Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Fit Couple Show. Across from me, I have the dashing Zach Blakeney. What's up, baby? <laughs> Not much. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's just one of those days. Mm-hmm. Actually, we talk about one of those days. There's always something going on. <laughs> yeah, it's never just a regular day. Yeah, well, that is our regular day. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, so. I know. If not, we would go stir crazy. Mm-hmm. If you asked me to sit in, uh, I don't know, a room for a day and do nothing, I would be miserable. You would. <laughs> and he'd probably talk my ear off the entire time because he needs something to do. <laughs> and I'd end up sleeping. Yeah, let's talk for 12 hours, three hours in. Like, <laughs> Speaking of, you know, talking short, this oh, yeah. is going to be a fit couple short episode. Yep. I'm going to condense myself. <laughs> I'm going to do my best to convince myself for you guys today. So with that being said, let's get to the review. Okay. Here is our weekly review. And this one comes from Liz. A wake-up call. Thank you guys for all the amazing information and stories. So much value has been given to me. It's been very... I've been very hard on myself on trying to please everyone and less on me. As well, finding my purpose in my career... I got that wake up call yesterday listening to your podcast. Absolutely love it, guys. Keep going. Heart, Liz. Aw, thank you, Liz. Yeah, thank you so much, Liz. Uh, I'm, we're so happy that one, it's it's really like sparked you to start focusing on yourself. Yeah. Which is key for you to be happy and everybody to be happy around you. It's true. So that's amazing. Thank you so much. Hey. Magical moment time. We're doing it short style, so magical moment. Here you go. <laughs> okay, my magical moment for this week was getting to go on a coffee date at Bakerly, Bakerly, Bakery Lorraine at mm-hmm. the Domain. It was just nice because we got to chill, have some yep. coffee, yep. chat. That was mine. Chill and chat is always fun with you. Chill and chat. Uh, mine was also getting some one-on-one time with my friend Kyle. So we went on a mandate. Little mandate, little little one on one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I hadn't actually hung out with him one on one, and it had been months. You know, since the last time, and we had definitely seen each other in social settings. But I can't stress enough how important quality time is, even with your friends. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, quality time for me is how I feel love. It's also how Kyle feels love, and until you feel love. So when we're talking about like if quality time is your love language, it's not just for your romantic relationships. It's also how you feel love in any relationship that you have. Mm -hmm. So it was really great to connect with him today. What is our short for today, Zach? (laughs) Well, today we're going to talk about anxiety and uh, I'm going to keep it as short as possible in 
the space that we can, because I want this to be the most impactful 15 to 20 minutes of your time to be able to truly help you through anxiety. Now, with that being said, I want to start here with my own story with anxiety. Now, I was a very anxious kid. I was chewing my fingers to the nub when I was five years old, had no idea why. Mm-hmm. Right. I was, uh, well, as growing up, I was always very anxious and uncertain about myself in different situations. And I was even a really good ball player. Like I was a really good sports star. Didn't mean that I wasn't still uncertain about how I wanted to show up. Fear of judgment was definitely strong within me. And then also getting myself lost in being dishonest with myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, addiction is something that plagued me for a long time and it was without the control or even the knowledge to know that I could change. So I got addicted to pornography. I got addicted to marijuana. Then after that, it turned into harder substances like MDMA and cocaine. I mean, these were really hard party drugs that I got lost in. Mm -hmm. And in that process of getting lost in it, and when you're an addict, you are not honest. You try and hide your addictions from other people. And again, honesty is going to be the number one thing I would say when it talks about being honest with yourself and honest with others that causes anxiety for me. Because what happened is, is if you're lying and you know you're lying, you are now anxious about whether or not somebody is going to find out that you're lying. And then it just gets you in this downward spiral. And that's where I was. It wasn't that I wasn't a good person. I believe to my core that I am a good person. I was a good person during that time. I am a good person now. The difference is, is that I've gone through the process of understanding, again, the workings of the brain. I went through the process of understanding my spiritual side and really, really honing in on the values and the morals that I know to be true to me and then living those things. Mm -hmm. So in my experience, not only was it coming from dishonesty, but it was also coming from because I was so uncertain about myself when I would come into big situations, you know, or big conversations or things that were important. I was anxious about those things happening. Mm -hmm. And then I was also anxious about trying to achieve goals that I wanted to achieve. Like the anxiety started in one place and then carried over into all these different areas. Yeah. So that was where that was my state of being. I was in an anxious state of being for a long time. And when I talk about having anxiety at five years old, something that you could really look into is epigenetics and epigenetics coming out as being a very valid and true research that's coming through that says that you can basically get anxiety passed down through your genetics from your parents. Mm -hmm. My dad, very anxious individual, definitely has OCD, definitely has high anxiety. Uh, He is not fun to travel with. I love him, but he's not fun to travel with because his anxiety is through the roof. So seeing how anxious he was, learning about epigenetics really helped me understand why I had anxiety when I was five years old. Yep. So that was just just a quick story about that. So... These are some of the markers for myself, but mm-hmm. it's it's been a journey getting back to where I am. Yeah. Now, what makes you feel the most anxious? What circumstances or things that happen to you that make your anxiety just woo? So anxiety typically comes from uncertain or unknown outcomes. Yeah. So... And, and when we talk about uncertain, I'll be uncertain about yourself, right? If you don't know yourself, anxiety is sure to follow. 
So the practice that I had to put forth for that is, again, really defining clearly my morals and my values and aligning myself and my actions with those things. But when you talk about being uncertain inside of your own space of who you are and how you're going to show up, that causes anxiety. When you're worried about judgment of other people, that causes anxiety because you're, you're not going to act in your true way. You're going to act in how you think that they want you to act so you don't get judged. Mm-hmm. And then unknown outcomes. So a lot of times we put a lot of, we get attached to the outcome that we want to have happen. Let's say it's a tough conversation with your partner and you know that it could actually end up with you not being together anymore. That's going to cause a lot of anxiety. Leaving somebody causes a lot of anxiety. Wanting to achieve, let's say a promotion and you have to like present something in front of the board meeting or something like that. It's a big outcome that you want to have happen. It causes you to feel anxiety if you are focused on the outcome. And the other thing that happens is, again, you get focused on the outcome, you get anxious, and then fear comes in, and then you start thinking about all the negative outcomes that you don't want to have happen. Mm -hmm. Anxiety (laughs) right there. Um, Again, going back to just being dishonest, you know, not only talking about honesty with other people, but honest with yourself. If you're not holding yourself to a standard of the things that you say you're going to do, it's going to cause anxiety. So if you are saying that you're going to wake up or, you know, go to the gym today and then you don't go to the gym today, you know, you're going to feel anxiety about not doing what you said you were going to do. You're also going to feel uh, self-doubt and, you know, a little bit of (laughs) self-loathing. I mean, there's a lot of other things that come in with that, but that's going to be another thing that happens, you know, and then also when we talk about being some of the physical body signs that anxiety uh, can come from, again, you feel it in your gut. Yeah, definitely. Right. It's an uncomfortable feeling uh, in your gut and and it can cause you to have hot flashes. I've had two anxiety attacks. One anxiety attack I had was actually coming into honesty with myself and realizing that I needed to come clean about some things I had been dishonest about. And I started thinking about the outcome of what that was going to (laughs) be. And it caused me to have an anxiety attack, hot flashes. It's almost like I mean, like, again, you might not have. Most people haven't experienced a heart attack, and I hope that you haven't. But, you know, you get tense, you get hot, it's hard to breathe, you get shortness of breath. Yeah. And a lot of times that feeling in your gut also causes you to breathe through your chest, so you feel tightness in your chest at the same time. Yes. So I've had a couple of anxiety attacks. Um, and it's it's also can be coming from outside sources. So you got to look at what you're consuming. High amounts of caffeine can cause anxiety. If you are ingesting over 500 milligrams of caffeine a day, which is also very high, you're probably going to feel anxiety because you're getting overstimulated. And the overstimulation and caffeine actually constricts your blood vessels. And the constriction makes it so that your blood doesn't flow as much. You can't breathe as well because oxygen isn't, isn't moving as well. So you feel the tightness in your chest and the anxiety is stimulated. Yeah. I feel like it can come from food, the foods you're ingesting too. Yes. I feel way more anxious on edge when I am highly, I always call it, I'm like cracked up on caffeine or my food is not aligned. I'm having too much of process things. You just, you're more Mm -hmm. susceptible to be really anxious. Yeah. And again, anxiety is also stimulated when your dopamine and serotonin levels are low. So that comes from, you know, although it feels good to eat, you know, a slice of pizza while you're eating it because it's stimulating this old, you know, all these vegetables stimulating the same area as heroin, by the way, like <laughs> melted cheese stimulates the same pleasure factory as heroin. Woo! Think about that. But then afterwards it's 
overstimulated that and then it's not producing as well. So then you can feel anxiety or even depressed, you know, because of the foods that you're ingesting. If they're not whole nutritious. Lil P, I'm getting really, really excited about this whole 10-1 thing. What's going on? (laughs) Well, if I can't tell the people, I definitely can't tell you. But all I can say is that tomorrow, keep your eyes peeled because I am going to be announcing something that is going to change your life, my life, and help you reach your goals. So... Tune in tomorrow. I have so much excitement building inside me, I might pee a little. (laughs) Now, with knowing all of that, what would be some of your quick tips for people that are really struggling with anxiety right now? Yeah. Now, I want to say that these are going to be uh, quick solutions, but I touched on just a little bit in the beginning, like, doing inner work and becoming knowing yourself Mm -hmm. will make anxiety go pretty much go away. It's not that I don't feel it sometimes, but it is not prevalent in my life. Like it used to be something that I had a tinge of anxiety when I woke up and I went to sleep. It was with me all the time. A little uncomfortable feeling. Yes. Yes. Very exhausting. I don't feel it hardly ever now. Yes. Um, And when I do feel it, it's aligned with what I was talking about. So The long-term solution to curing your anxiety is to do inner work in the self-awareness practice. Here are some quick tips to alleviate it in the moment. So you have breathing techniques. One of my favorite breathing techniques is alternate nostril breathing. This is going to be where you plug. I'm going to use right and left so you can have a visual. You plug your right nostril. You breathe in through your left nostril. You then plug your left nostril and breathe out through your right nostril, Mm -hmm. then back in through your right nostril, plug your left or plug your right back to the left. Mm -hmm. So it's just going back and forth. And what this is doing is that it's uh, basically helping your parasympathetic nervous system, which is the, the calming side to relax and to become more prevalent and your sympathetic nervous system, which is going to be your fear-based side to uh, also relax. Mm -hmm. So it reduces that while increasing parasympathetic. And in that process, you literally in less than a minute, less than a minute, you will not feel anxious anymore. Mm -hmm. Now, the other really cool thing that it does is that when you increase the parasympathetic nervous system, that's also where creativity is sparked. That's also where critical thinking is sparked. It's in your prefrontal cortex. So with that being said, not only are you reducing the anxiety, which can cloud your thinking, but you're also increasing the other areas of your brain to increase your performance. So I really like using this technique in front of something like a big outcome that I'm trying to make happen, right? So anything that I feel like I need that extra boost and I need clear thinking, it works very well. The next one that I like to use is called box breathing. Box breathing is where you breathe in for four seconds, hold for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds, no breath for four seconds. Repeat the process. When you're breathing, when you're anxious, you're again, your your chest is tight. You're breathing into your chest. It even might feel hard to breathe. So by moving the breath to your belly, which I do need to say, box breathing is breathing through your belly. By moving the breath to your belly anxiety then will start to go away Mm -hmm. and you can do this for 30 seconds to a minute and you will feel the same way the other thing you have breath meditation breath meditation is simply closing your eyes 
stop thinking. You just, you revert. It's also a form of mindfulness, which is stop thinking, focus on your breath. It stops your thoughts, which is causing you anxiety. And if you just do breath meditation for, again, a minute, it'll take your mind off the, the the thoughts that you're having causing anxiety and to an action and then you don't feel that anymore yeah interrupting it is the first step yes having the awareness to interrupt your pattern of anxiety and realize it then you can start making a decision on okay how do i want to approach this whether it's one of these techniques you know yeah and just because i'm uh, in the middle of what you were just talking about interrupting like a lot of times where anxiety comes is when you're driving most people don't realize it, but like when you're driving, you're not really conscious and aware. A lot of times, especially if you're driving for, say, 30 minutes on the interstate, you are in your head. Mm-hmm. You are thinking because driving is just an afterthought at that point. Stay within the lines. I'm good. You know what I mean? But in your subconscious is where that comes out. You start thinking. Then you start having anxiety. This is where I actually mm-hmm. would find that I was chewing my fingers. I was chewing my fingers in the car because I was thinking about things that were causing me anxiety. Mm-hmm. I would also actually find myself picking my nose, which was also a compulsive. Again, my father having OCD, you know, I have these tendencies to do a compulsion to alleviate anxiety. And that's what those things were. Yeah. So while I was in the car, I became aware that I was doing these things and then I would use mindfulness. So mindfulness is, again, just a way to get you out of your thoughts. One of the ones I would use was count five colors blue. So while I was driving, if I found myself I was doing that, I would look around blue, 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 blue. By just taking my mind off of what I was thinking about, it reset my thought process to be able to either think better about Mm -hmm. what I was thinking about or actually cause a new set of thoughts that Mm -hmm. I wasn't even thinking about what I was thinking about anymore. Yeah. So, and you can use mindfulness at any point. Like we're sitting across from each other right now. If I wanted to take my mind off my thoughts, I could just start staring at this microphone intently with all the different intricacies and details that it has and now i'm not thinking anymore mm-hmm. that's going to bring you out of your thought process that's causing you anxiety that's what mindfulness is so some some ways to get a little bit deeper is one you need a grounding statements grounding statements are amazing i call grounding statements your soul's rebuttal to your brain so a lot of times again these thoughts that are causing you anxiety aren't true let's go with the outcome There's an outcome you want to have happen. Fear comes in and now you have seven or eight different outcomes or possibilities Mm -hmm. that can happen and they're all negative. Mm -hmm. What if I slip? What if I mess up? What if I say the wrong thing? What if I, right? Okay. You need to then come to the positive thing that you want to have happen and say it. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to be my best and I'm going to get the whatever outcome it is that I want. I'm going to show up in my most authentic self and because of that, that's going to be my best. There you go. There's your grounding statement. So now as your brain likes to go into seven different thought processes of negativity, you just bring it back to that statement and you say it over and over and over again, no matter how many times it takes. And then again, if your thoughts manifest reality and that's the thought that you're creating, then you'll create that to happen. You'll create that outcome that you want. Yep. And then lastly, intention practice. You need to have an intention practice for your life. Anxiety, again, coming from uncertainty and unknown, means that you are allowing life to happen to you. You don't know what's going to happen today. You're not prepared for challenges that might come up. You're not prepared for, you know, something that's going to happen to you that you would have never thought happened. Or even better, because you're not prepared, 
you're not living, you're not doing something intentionally. So you're putting yourself in a position that you would not have put yourself in if you didn't set an intention to not be that way. Mm-hmm. So that's where having an intention practice, which is every single morning, look at your day, look at all the things that you have to do and set the intention of how your best self would show up in that moment. Mm-hmm. Now you've now brought that into your conscious awareness. And because of that, your actions are going to follow in that space. And that's really it. Yeah. Those are some of the best tips I can give you guys right now that will alleviate your anxiety. But again, I'm telling you, you know, I I've had the privilege and I'm grateful to be able to have done what I've done for myself and now to be able to teach others and help others through the self-awareness space. It's, it's, it's one of the most rewarding things that I do. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you that once you go through that process, once you truly, truly start listening to your inner voice and you truly start to tra- change, your anxiety will be cured mm-hmm. forever. Whoa. There you go. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Woo. That was gold, Zach. Good job. <laughs> Hope you guys got a lot out of that. That was, I love our, our shorts because we know that your time is valuable and these having these shorts, you know, on short drive to work are going to be so great. Yeah. So yeah. Hope you guys like them. If you, if you found a lot of impact in this one, because I know that a lot of people are struggling with anxiety. If you found a lot of impact with this one, take a screenshot Take a screenshot of it, share it on your Instagram story, tag us. That way other people can start to get these tips in their hands as well. Anxiety is something that many, many, many Americans and people all around the world feel. And if you start to put these practices in place, you will start to feel more like you and you'll start to feel more love. And we love you guys. Love you guys. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Fit Couple Show. Babe, this is where you tell the listeners what to do. If you haven't shared this with a friend, do it. We're watching. Always watching. Oh, yeah. And what about the ratings? If you think we deserve it, give us a five-star rating. Thanks. We're very new at this. We need it, okay?